Welcome to The Lunch Table, where real friends who are real pastors having real conversations you may or may not have said out loud once you've left The Lunch Table. Yo, welcome to The Lunch Table. Uh, for me and Nate, it's the back deck table right now. Yeah. We're on yeah. vacation visiting family in Arkansas. And, or that's <laughs> Arkansas, the dad joke for Arkansas. Yeah, I was going to use that one, but Matt would have brutalized me. So. <laughs> well, so it's a little weirder coming from you as a lead pastor, you know? So, I mean, it's like like that makes it a little bit more of a dad joke. Like, we know that that, that Matt is joking when he says that. Well, that's an old dad joke that I think is funny. That's the problem. <laughs> you know what they say, when in Arkansas, dad jokes are allowed. <laughs> recording stopped <laughs> drew how are you doing brother i'm good man there's, there's, there's a lot going on you know um i had to actually little little update from last week uh we were talking about how i had to like have this like really tough conversation with someone from my student band um I finally had to have that like like it was it kind of came to a t yesterday and um freaking praise the lord because literally it went so much better than i honestly could have even dreamed for it to go so um that was that was a huge blessing but other than that you know things have been things have been well including that actually things have been pretty good to piggyback on that um we had a super tough conversation between two leaders about two weeks ago and one of the leaders who um I'm trying to figure out how to say this without, you know, dropping names and too much detail kind of deal. Um, but one of the leaders that was really struggling to have a relationship with the, with the like the director or her report, you know, kind of thing. And she was like, okay, I, I knew you're going to ask me to step down. And I said, no, we're just, we're asking you to have a relationship with this one particular person who's in charge of this area right now. And um, a week or two goes by and she texts that leader, hey, I've been praying for you all week. I'm ready for a fresh start and, you know, wants to start working on that relationship. And so the two people who, I mean, I just would have kind of got to a place where I just didn't think was going to happen. It's happening this Sunday. They're going to meet up. They're going to talk. And I'm I'm super pumped about that. A hard conversation that turned out great right now. Man, is, is one of those leaders your sister-in-law small group leader? That was last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but well, with that being said, um, last year we had to offboard. So we we onboard, and I've never used the term offboard in my life until you have to ask a leader to step down. I, I like that better than you're fired. You know what I mean? So, but that was, that was last year in another praise report. It was an extremely tough situation. Asking a small group leader to say, hey, look, you're just, you know, we don't have the time. We don't have the therapy sessions in place to get all of you guys on, you know, back on track. What, what are you gonna say next? <laughs> The, the ninth grade girl damage that's been done is un, unreplaceable. We don't have therapy in the world for them to recover. Well, it was between the three. It was between there was three leaders in the group, or it was actually there's actually four leaders in the group, which I know is is, is too many for a group. Mm. But that's the way you know. Sometimes when you look back, it just it did. That's how the cookie crumbled. It just like piece by piece, just kind of made sense. 
and that's what happened. And um, we did have to make the decision. We just said, look, in order for those four leaders to all get along where they needed, they were going to have to spend so much time every Sunday night after small group working on their relationship. And we did come to the conclusion that, that we didn't have the time or the energy level to do that every week after Sunday because we wanted to focus on the students. We all yeah. agreed we would be willing to do that for students, but as adults, it was just best to go separate ways. And that, that situation turned out great too. Me and me and Mac, Matt are trying to share a microphone, and this is fun because uh, you don't <laughs> have to speak. I raise my hand and grab the mic. But um, I have a very pointed question for you two today, and I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. Difficult conversations have come up again. Have y'all ever had to have a difficult conversation because of uh, lifestyle issues or like moral failures with leaders or whatever? And the reason I asked is I was blown away like two, three weeks ago. Um, we're a very unchurched church and we deal with that quite a bit. So you have a lot of those difficult conversations, um, usually with volunteers. You know, over the years, there was somebody in our band I had to ask to step down and try to do the path of reconciliation. I've also had someone extremely well handle the path of reconciliation and they're now back in leadership, back on stage, if you will. And um, literally was like, how could you be cool this? And I was able to walk through the road that, that they were on and it was just awesome. But Ben, our worship leader, I asked him how he handled this in Connecticut. <clears throat> and he said in nine years, he never had someone audition for the band that wasn't living a lifestyle for Christ because up north, people just don't go to church if they don't love Jesus. <laughs> go if they actually love Jesus. And I was like, wow, that's not the case here. So have y'all ever had to deal with that from a moral standpoint? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was never, I never really, I don't, I've not had anybody that I've had to ask to step down, like at least not from like a stage no, that's not true. Never mind. I just that just came up in my mind. Um, I had I had one. I had one, but it was like a middle schooler who like their life just got like blown up like in a month. Um, and so it was like less about like the moral stuff. And it was more like uh, you need to do you need to work on your life right now like don't don't worry about singing on stage like that's not that's not gonna work um but more more of the ones that i've had to deal with in the past are people that want to volunteer and like help like be there for students like that like they feel like they have a really good relationship with jesus and you know maybe on their way to or something like that but like have some have some things they got to deal with on the way to that but the um but the the thing um, that kept coming up with a few of those was like, well, why can't, you know, why can't I just step into this now? Or, or like, what is, you know, what's going on here? Um, like that kind of thing. And, um, and having, uh, you know, having lifestyles that just don't fit into that, you know, things that you, you can't introduce into, you know, middle school and high schoolers lives. Um, you know, there's, there's been people that I've, I've found out after the fact, like, like five years yeah. later, like, oh, this person got fired from the church that I was working at. And they were like uh, an assistant worship leader person, um, but they helped out in our youth. And so like one random Wednesday, my lead pastor was like, hey, they don't work here anymore and they're not going to be a part of youth anymore. I was like, yeah. <laughs> OK, I uh, found out like five years later that that was because of like 
things that <laughs> were going on behind closed doors. But you the need, um, you need details, Drew. Details. <laughs> well, well, basically, he had moved out of his mom's house when he was like eighteen or nineteen, and moved in with what I thought was like his best friend. Turned out to be his boyfriend. So you know, it was. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So super, super cool. Didn't didn't know that at all about him until until like way later down the road. But um, but yeah, so not not fun. Well, we we have talked a lot about different levels, right? Like, you know, a small group leader has to have a certain level of maturity and sign off things versus someone who's on our um, parking lot team, you know, per yeah. se, right? Like, do we just know that it's, it's, there's a little bit of difference there? Um, I've also tried to be very honest. So we've had some like co-leaders who are like very new to their faith. And so, you know, my my thought is always to steer into the wave and I go to the main leader and I say, hey, you you are a great small group leader, but here, here's the situation. We think that this is a person who could be a good co-leader for you. We've gone over their lifestyle. We've gone over the faith, you know, social media decisions made, but like, you know, they can make some bad, bad choices. Are, are we ready to work with them through this until, you know, unless it just comes up, oh, unless it just starts happening over and over and over again, you know, eventually we would say, let's uh, offboard them. But uh, we just try to have very, very just honest conversations about where people are at maturity wise, spiritually wise. Because that was the situation in our kids ministry was, it was more of a maturity thing than a spiritual thing. It was just yeah. more, you know, two people wanted to do it there. Well, one person wanted to do it their way. It's like, hey, that doesn't work because we're on a team and you have to have relationships with your team members. You know, that just doesn't work. And so well, we just try to be pretty honest about that. Here's my pointed question for you guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this comes up with bands a lot. Does the, the drummer, does the electric guitarist, does the, uh, does the whole band have to have a certain spiritual lifestyle or Christian lifestyle, <laughs> or is it just the people with the microphones? Like, <laughs> or, or is that I'm given? Well, like, because like we've always, we've talked about like, when you have a microphone in your hand, you know, that's a little bit like almost blasphemy. Like <clears throat> if you're not a Christ follower and you're singing about loving God, you know, that to yeah. me a line too far to cross. But I'm curious yeah. for you guys when it comes to band member members, how far can you go? Especially with hiring out band members or bringing in guest band members, stuff like that. You know, like how far yeah. does that go? Yeah. Well, I will say that uh, we're we're not as bougie as as Matt to be hiring out um, <laughs> random musicians um, to be a part of our band, but um, but I I definitely would say that like them having some sort of uh, like spiritual like growth in their life and showing some some fruit, you know, like or at least like showing that they have some sort of relationship with Jesus, um, that's pretty important um, to me, like all the way through. Um, mostly because I've had, I've had students that like fake it till they make it onto the stage, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and then they get there and their heart condition is all wrong and they're all like worried about them being on stage all the time and them leading songs and not leading songs and all that stuff. Um, and then it tears up the team, like mm -hmm. eventually, like that's really what happens. And then... Uh, the time that I'm thinking of, like this person literally has 
nothing to do with Jesus anymore. Nothing to do with band, nothing to do with worship music or anything like that. And it's all because he was, you know, super talented, ridiculously talented, like somebody that could figure out any instrument ever, you know, um, like just by ear, but, um, but legitimately just had no real heart for Jesus. And so it just like led to the team almost collapsing because this kid was a part of our band. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's just something that I'm like not willing to risk anymore because of like the things that I've gone through, but, um, and I'm sure there's other ways that people think about it, but yeah. So yeah, we were pretty clean cut with that. Um, and then our worship leader specifically for the band mentioned exactly what you just said. He just doesn't want someone to come in and kill the chemistry or the culture that we've set. So we have set a culture for many years of everybody on stage has to fill, you know, sign the lifestyle commitment, meet with the leaders. Yeah. You know, be saved. Um, and if they struggle with anything on there, let us know. We kind of take that case by case. Um, and so what's been cool about that is Ben inherited that culture here. He has that set up. And so then when, if there ever, ever has been like a question, he literally will, will, will talk to the band and say, hey, this person's here, you know. Um, so, yeah, to work with youth, to work with children and to be on stage at all or in leadership, you have to feel it. So whether you're drummer, singer whatever, uh, you have to live that lifestyle commitment. Um, I don't know if this is dumb. Y'all can say, no, we're not doing this. But what about like rapid fire? Like what are deal breakers to be in your leadership team? Like they smoke, yes or no? Like what, smoke what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid question to answer that question. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so if they vape or just smoke cigarettes, would you let them be your small group leader? Rapid fire, like one yes no. word answer, yes. Yeah, yep. All right. All right. It, 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 <laughs> I had the mic, man. I had the mic. <laughs> Socially drink. I'm a yes on that, but that's fine. Yes. As long as it doesn't make it to social media, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So like, like no pictures of drinking at all. I would prefer that personally. Yes. <laughs> just, just because like social media is just like such a big way of like how we connect to students. Yeah. Um, but like shot, you just don't want to see the shot. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, as long as they're not like, Ooh, like we're out at this rage, you know, like on social media, then we're good. Uh, we're, we're fine. But what if your pastor posts with his wife drinking wine at a restaurant? I'm good with that. <laughs> um so, i don't do that personally that's a that's a uh that's just a personal like how how i've been but like you know yeah well it's, here's, it's a, here's the posting to me this is honestly we joke about this a lot i would say a lead pastor yes but you pastor no they should not post and, and drink in front of students because yeah, I think yeah 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 i can agree with that very important to show students you don't have to drink. Like our youth pastor, Jacob, shout out. I know he doesn't listen, so I can talk about <laughs> it. Um, Thanks, Jake. He, he grew up like high school, like party, get drunk. I mean, bad. And then struggled. And, and when he was called the youth ministry, a guy called him out. Like he was just socially drinking. But a guy was like, you know, you make it seem like everywhere you go in order to have fun, you have to have a drink. And so him yeah. and Colt, another guy in our community, they completely stopped drinking because that was a better testimony for them. 
Mm. But sure enough, it was a social media post. And he's like, oh, it's a social drink. No, it's just social drinking. And the parent was like, no, nah, man. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't yeah. really, yeah. What about cigars? You approve well, smoking cigars? That's, you're going to, like, that's so many pastors. Like, that's yeah. so yeah. many pastors smoke cigars. And that's where, like, Nate, we, I don't know how far apart we've gotten on right now. on the, the drinking issue, but like the last two churches I was at, it was very accepted. Like it was very oh, yeah. accepted yeah. as it just, everyone kind of socially drinks, everyone just kind of makes it happen. And um, which was very different from the way we grew up because it was like, no, mm-hmm. you, don't, you yeah. don't do that. Well, that's like in our lifestyle commitment, it says get drunk. We said you can't get drunk, but I think right. social is not similar. Yeah. So on a scale of one to 10 in honesty, 10 being you like you live in a glass house, one be you hide everything. Like how honest do you want your leaders to be with you about what they do? 100. <laughs> um, how honest do you want them to be about yeah. what they do? Honest, like they can't lie. Okay, like, so what do you, one, what do you like? I'm trying to like, figure out how to form this question. Like, a leader talks to you about something in private because they want help. Does that eliminate yes. them from no. getting to be a leader? No, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, because, because if they're coming for help, it's something that I can walk through with them. Unless it's like, like if you're talking about like drinking and stuff that are like low on the list, Right. Like if there's a, if there's a, uh, now if there, I mean, it's like, there's, there's a line somewhere there, there is for sure. But it's like, that's a case by case thing for sure. Yes. Case by case. Like I heard of a, a dude that was underage drinking with students around. Yeah. Like that's of course a big no, no. Yeah. Big no. You know, if they come to you and they're like, listen, I am struggling with this and I gave into this temptation. Again, depending on what it is, if it's like I'm struggling with cheating on my wife and I just did it, you know, that's tough. But um, but no, if they are if they're willing to get the help and they and they're acknowledging the sin and trying to get through it just because they're struggling with it, depending on what it is, I would not say that's a deal breaker personally. Yeah. And there's lots of opportunities for like taking a break or yeah. stepping down for a little while, you know, and like like waiting until it's like time to come back. You know, there's definitely things that come into play like that. I love how Andy Stanley, like he, we don't talk about sin, right? Like we don't, we don't use, it's almost like a, like a taboo topic in the church world, that, that, that word, because we'll see like you make a mistake or you, you know, it's like you didn't mistakenly <laughs> drive over there. You didn't mistakenly, you know. It's like those TikToks oh, no. where people are like, oh no, I'm falling onto this box of donuts and it's going in my mouth. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think though, like, I think something that I've gotten more comfortable with though is once again, um, steering into the wave of be who you are and let's be willing to navigate it with the students. Cause I guess with social media, like this is something that hit me pretty hard. When you look at our students, they can, most, most parents, not all, but most parents let their kids watch any movie they want to watch. They let them watch, they let them listen to any kind of music they want to listen to. And they have a cell phone that can communicate with anyone they want to through any amount of social media that they want to. And so I guess I'm just to the place where like, I think I'd rather the leader post something with a social drink in their hand 
and tackle that topic in a small group with the leader than for the kid to graduate and then they come back and they're like, you drink? What? I had no idea. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, so I guess like, I, I really am probably more open to, to those things than I've ever been in the past. The only, the only thing hard for me on that though is like the underage party drinking that so many high schoolers do. Yeah. Like, I just feel like if they see that, oh, well, Matt needed to drink to have fun. I need one too. That's yeah. the only reason why I'm, and I, and obviously and we can't get into this and Nate's the emotional old guy at the table, but like just the damage alcohol has done to families and people like, I'd rather show them don't do it at all. But that's tough. Yeah. But don't, I guess like my question though is like, do you see value in the underage kid drinking and seeing and you know, I guess like maybe relating to an adult who's drinking yeah. and saying, and that adult then can come and say, look, I, let me tell you my story. Like you've seen my social yeah. media, you saw when we went out. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, like I said, I am not, I, I would look, I'm actually kind of nervous to put this on a podcast because <laughs> I'm not trying to say that I found a hard cut, like I am good with this. Right. I guess I am willing to say though, I'm willing to be a little bit more flexible with this than I was yeah. in the past for sure. Yeah. And, and as usual, I, I'm gonna see it more Matt's side. Like we did have a situation way long time ago, church group through a party. It was supposed to be a young adult Bible study. <laughs> it's funny. And like only the, you know, regulars came and they start drinking and all this stuff. And one of the person was just socially drinking. His dad was like teaching of our board and all this. And she came into our youth group because I brought some youth, like I thought it was like over. And she came in and explained to our students, I'm, a, I'm of age. I've chosen to socially drink. My parents say no, that that's wrong. But as an adult, I never drank underage and I've made a decision to just have a social drink of age. And she did explain yeah. it to amazingly well. And those that didn't want to acknowledge their sin because they, they were getting drunk, didn't want to touch it. You know, they didn't want to talk to students at all. So that, that's yeah. a great point to embrace it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like there's, I think there's times where I've been like, um on both sides of this not gonna lie um there was one place where i was like it was one of my internships that i did um is at a presbyterian church um and uh it was like a way different style of youth group but like our youth leaders would literally like every single wednesday after after wednesday night all the youth leaders would go to the youth pastor's house and they would just uh -oh all drink together and so it was yeah. like you know like i think those there's things that like there's just like these lines that like they're yeah. they do move right like in like it is something like like well, it, they, it, they especially when you're drunk how talented the drummer yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> no but well, like, like i agree I, I, sorry yeah. I, I just i agree in that like i've noticed drinking to me is one of those just bad choices like if if, it, if you it's not a bad choice like okay what i'm trying to say is if they're doing that every Wednesday as a group, yeah. I am <clears throat> having a harder and harder tr time trusting their overall decision making in general. Yeah. All right, last question. Uh, sorry. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta, gotta go. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah. Last question. Cussing, big deal, not a big deal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around students, big deal. Outside of students, not as big a deal. So I think it's more of a social sin, like people see it as like, if I'm in public and cuss and people are gonna be like, wow, he does not love Jesus. So like around family and vacation in Arkansas, let it fly. <laughs> yeah. let it fly.
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it if I hear a student cuss at you yeah. or something like that. I, I just, I don't usually make a big deal unless it unless it makes it socially um, hard for people to be around them. And, and it's and if it's not, I don't want it flowing out like a uh, cuss word here and there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make a big deal out. Yeah. All right, 30-second yeah. takeaways. 30-second takeaways is uh, this stuff is hard, and you have to have a lunch table to talk with friends about because mm -hmm. the line does move back and forth, and every situation is different. My 30-second takeaway is, hey, if you have a personal question like, hey, do you guys do this? Texas, call us, right? We're open book. I would talk to someone about things I've struggled with, um, and the, the worst thing to do is cover it up, hide it, pretend like it's not bad. Yep. Definitely feel like uh, these things are all just things that you need other people's perspectives to to learn about. Um, so like being able to sit down at a lunch table like this and like kind of hear from people that are from other church backgrounds or from like, and we're all from similar church backgrounds, but we're at all three at different, very different churches, right? And so like hearing what other people do and kind of understanding like the other side of something is really important um, to be able to kind of like figure out where you're at, but yeah. Hey, hard, uh, hard conversations, real topics, things going back and forth. Thank you for <laughs> this, this, this got real. Today. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Go find your lunch table. This is Matt. Peace out. Peace. Peace.